dear ones, welcome to Outspoken Outtakes, Volume 4. Uh, this particular episode features uh, two of my very close friends, both of whom I've known for over 20 years, uh, one of whom was a baby when I met him, um, and the other one just talks like a baby sometimes. But, uh don't we all? <laughs> uh, I wanted to take a minute to express some gratitude for, well, first of all, for my guests, for these and all of my guests. Um, I think it takes a lot of guts to come on and spill your guts uh, on the mic, on the record. It's pretty brave, I think. So thank you. Thank you all for doing that. Um, and also, the show wouldn't exist without you. So, um, extra special thanks. And what else? Well, obviously, much gratitude to my listeners. I love you all very much. Not just because you're listening, but just because I love you. It's true. Don't fight it. Um... Anyway, let's talk to a couple of my buddies, and then I'll talk to you on the other side. But I'm, I'm grateful. for the sake of humanity. I just feel like people are, are unwittingly walking down a path that they don't they don't know where it leads. And yeah. it's and I don't think it's I don't know where it leads either, but it doesn't look that great to me. Yeah. I, I see another path that I'm more interested in. And that's where I'm walking. And that's you know, all the shit that I gripe about is <clears throat> you know, a lot of it is necessary stuff. It's just it's stuff that is part of the world that we live in period there's no it's not going to change i can't you know me complaining about it isn't going to change it obviously mm-hmm. and the things that i think can change i should either be actively trying to change them or i should shut my mouth really and i don't always do that i just because i'm a you know i have opinions about things and then if i don't put my focus into that it's sort of i feel like a like it's sort of a contradiction like i I don't know. I mean, part of I I like to just put ideas out there too. I don't feel like I can necessarily pursue every one of them. I just I like to think about stuff out loud so that other people think about stuff and we can talk about solutions or ideas that haven't come up. Exactly. And it's like yeah, how do you get people aware and ready to to tackle those questions? I think it's I th- I mean, having done it one way which was to sort of preach and be you know don't you know that you're doing it wrong like that kind of attitude mm-hmm. i don't think that works at all i think it makes people feel shitty and uncomfortable and you know like they have to walk on eggshells yeah i think the only real way to change another person's behavior is to change your own behavior and they will see it and then decide that they like that they want to see you know they'd yeah. like to be more like that I think it's the only way that people really change is to sort of emulate something they would like to see in themselves. And that's change, I think. 
in general, just among everyone. That's kind of how it's made. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you see something that you admire or respect or somehow want to become. And then you go in that direction, right? Yeah. I'm feeling a sneeze coming on. Okay. Let it Um, rip. Oh, dear God. That was nice. It looked good. It looked satisfying. So. Yeah, it was great. Well, yeah, it's like, um, it's funny that that's really all it, that's all it takes. One person waking up going, you know what? Um, this is how I want to live today. And people get stoked on that. And yeah. that that's a ripple effect. Uh, I hope so. I just think it's a slow moving thing. I know, and, but and in principle, that's really what it is. Yeah. In principle, I think that is all it, all it will take. But also, there are other principles at work. There are other people who think there's a different way to be, who are pursuing that, and it's they don't they don't jibe, you know. Yeah. They don't necessarily line up, and that's so that's a big part of my focus these days. And it, you know, since we know that all these things don't line up for one another, you know, across borders and and religions and whatever, like since we we're we're aware of that. It's pretty obvious, right? That we have all these differences. Yeah. To me, it makes sense that like to just finally admit, we're not going to change. We're, the differences are going to remain right. Yeah. One, one way or another, you might be able to come to terms on one thing, but then you'll find some other thing that you don't see eye to eye on. Right. So rather than constantly put all our focus on changing the other person's opinion or their behavior, uh, I feel like the only real thing we can do is look at what is left, uh, like aside from the, like the, the differences don't really matter that much. We put all this attention on them and make them matter. But if we took that, the meaning out of it, then all the shit that's left is what actually matters. And we could come to terms, like we could all agree on it if we didn't look at each other's skin color or we didn't look at each other's status or financial standing or whatever. So are you saying by focusing on people's differences, that's already creating a problem? Definitely. And I think that we keep doing it and we keep dividing more and more and more. And I think that even with the best intentions, like, um, and I, I think I've talked about this too before, like the, with the LGBT movement and the way that there's a new category added, like the every, there's a new letter, LGBTQ, LGBTQ, you know, yeah, like there's just another new division, and I, I have mixed feelings about it because I want people to be able to identify in the way that they want to. I think that everyone should have that right to just say I'm this. I this is how I choose to <laughs> present myself. You know. Yeah. But I I just simply don't think it's ever going to happen that um, everybody's going to be accepting of that. You know, there's always going to be somebody that's got a problem with how somebody else is living, right? Yeah. Don't you think? Or may- maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But it's it just seems like that's kind of what we do. We look over the fence and we're like, oh, why are they doing it like that? Yeah. So I feel like these divisions, while it's important for a person to say, this is how I d- identify and I want you to respect that and call me, you know, use these pronouns and whatever. Um, I feel like you're putting the focus too much on the label, the name of what that person is and not enough on who that, who the person is minus the label. It's a process. I don't know Mm -hmm. how to deal with that because then it's almost like you're putting how you identify the responsibility on, 
on that on someone else. You're projecting. It's like your... you have to acknowledge that this is me. Uh huh. That's kind of what it feels like instead of like this is me. I don't know. What do you mean? Can you explain that a little more? Yeah, I mean, what you're kind of describing, like this whole LGBTQ thing, it's like... That's just one example, by the way. That's just yeah. like a way that we're divided, like an example. Yeah, I guess. Well, I wanted to dive into that more because it's like, um, I think people want to be heard and recognized and it's like someone wants to be called by those pronouns or something, but it's like, um, I'm not necessarily arguing whether or not that's okay to do, but it's like, you. I'm wondering like, is there then a passive responsibility? Is it like somehow, um, why does, is it like, why, uh, why do you, is it, is it the need to be acknowledged by other people? That's, is that what's going on? Or I, th I think that's a big part of it. That seems to be what else, what else do you think it could be? I mean, if you're, you know, identifying as uh, being a certain way that I guess, like, you know, it, are, it baffles me, but it's true, but, you know, that, like, more than half the country, you know, in America and, you know, parts of the world are, like, very against, you know, homosexuality yeah. of, like, any kind. Like, is there just a need to uh, be heard and really recognized or, like... I think so. I mean, I think that's a huge driving force. I think there's also just the need to be to have an identity that you're secure with that's your own you know yeah that you did that wasn't put upon you by somebody else and i guess the way i'm speaking about it is like very general but it's more of like you know uh having other people address you as like other pronouns i guess yeah. but it's like well i i mean that to me is because i don't have very much experience with that and i don't know if people do in like the world these days like how often are they getting the pronoun thing yeah they well, get more and more all the time because yeah. there's like a whole new generation of kids who suddenly are allowed to say i'm non-binary or i'm not you know i'm non-gender conforming like yeah that's a brand new thing like right now it's this is the first generation where that's even going to be talked about you know yeah that's true and it was not that long ago that it was still totally not okay to say anything about any of it you know so I, yeah. I am happy that it's like there's a lot of opening up in that regard that's happening right now but in history what happens usually when there's a big opening there's also a huge like a attempt to shut down you know yeah and of course so my feeling is like the more we continually put the focus on you know, call me this, not this. Like, look at me this way, not this way. These are the names that I want, you know, the more we focus on the details of the description from the outside, like a physical description of what the person is, the less we're going to see the truth of, of that person and the truth of how people in general can truly connect. Like, we, we're not going to connect over uh, skin color because we're all different skin colors and some people have a problem with that, you know? Yeah. I don't know why the fuck that is. I think it's insane that like the pigment that colors your skin is a reason. I mean, you can, you can see what, how it happened and it's happened again and again all over the place where some one race subjugates another yeah. based on some arbitrary thing, 
you know, skin yeah. color, eye color, whatever. You're Jewish, you're this, you're that, whatever. But I like, I like what you're going at, which is just like the overall, like, what can we find? What kind of common ground can yeah. we find? Because sometimes I feel like these, these issues of like, how do we create an environment where those proper pronouns can be used and things? It's like, I guess what I'm getting at is like, is that the answer to getting at like the root of the issue? Like what it is and like, maybe that's the first step that needs to be taken, but is there... Are there other ways that get us there, like directly? Like, how do we just like see people for who they are? Yeah, that's what I'm in interested this in. Society. Yeah. You know. I don't and know like, if there are ways, but I'm. Inter- that's what I'm looking for. I, 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 I believe there are. I think that talking to a person face to face is a way to break through a bunch of that shit. You know. Yeah. Especially if you, you know, intentionally step out of your com- comfort zone to do that. You know, you talk to somebody who you might not have much in common with. That's a huge. You know, that's going to do so much for the world if people start doing that. Yeah. Just having conversations across whatever imaginary or, or visible border you can see. And just and there is commonality there because we're all we're we're basically all trying to do the same thing. Right. We, we're trying to survive. We want we want love and we want, you know, sustenance and food. Yeah. We got to have we got to survive and we got to have like some sort of companionship because that's the type of animal that we are. Yeah. Um, and we're all trying to do that. And we're all tr- sort of looking for our purpose too. You know, I yeah, think, I, I think, think that so. whether we think, whether we know it or not, that's kind of what we're, we're all kind of scrambling around trying to find our own meaning of life. Yeah. Some people and find some weird fucking things to be for sure. so satisfied about. It blows my mind. It makes me happy that they're happy. I, I think about that a lot. You like know, people that choose careers that are so specific and, and, oh my God. and sometimes like really, weird or, or gross or you know like yeah. my, my one of my uncles is a is a funeral director he's an undertaker and that's you know this, he knew from the time he was a little kid that that's what he was going to be yeah and somebody's got to do that job so it might as well be somebody who likes doing it you know yeah exactly you don't want to meet a shitty funeral director right yeah or anything no. you don't want to go to anybody who doesn't like their job you yeah know? i mean that's why i talk like when i talk about fast food i call it you know food made with hate it's mm-hmm. it's like the, the people working there probably don't want to be working there. That's yeah. not every not in every case. Some people might genuinely like that job. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they don't want to be there. They're getting paid nothing. You know, what what kind of investment are they going to put into the preparation of yeah. your meal? You know, you what really fucking gets me, though, is like, you know, places out here in Hollywood and stuff. You got these in these just companies in general. It's like, um, you know, they have this organic front. Right. But it's not really the case in the back. Yeah. You know, I have like a friend foods. who works at a health food store and it's like, you know, they have this fresh kitchen area where they cook stuff up. Yeah. And like he's told me that the, like he'll have days where the chicken like has this film over it and it's oh. like gross. It smells bad. But like his, his, the head chef is like throw it on the grill, you know, just yeah. douse it and in that fucking sauce. Yep. You know? It's like boom, but then you go in there and you know quinoa bowl like fifteen, sixteen bucks, right. you know, for ten bites. Yeah, which costs them forty cents. Yeah, yeah, and with slimy, gross chicken as well. Right.
Have you ever had this experience of having a thought on the tip of your tongue or like or in your mind, you're just about to get it and you can actually feel it like slipping away Oh, and yeah. you can grab at it again and you're like, oh fuck, I know, I know if I focus, I can get, and then you can feel it. I've had something I'm tr- I've been trying to remember for a couple of years now. Really? And I just have a couple images in my head and I'm like, I mean, I've kind of like given up on it, but like, I'm like, I'm almost there. I'm almost so oh, if shit. I get the, the final puzzle piece, I'll remember. And it's not anything that I need to remember, like, oh, that's where I put that thing. It's just this thought that I'm like, well, what was I even thinking about right. that time that that, that that was about? You know, and I have this like man looking out a window and da, 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 and then, okay, so I'm following the crumb. So I want to get right. back to that. What was that one thought I was thinking about? You know, and and like, like two like years later, I'm like, still, it's just not, it's not important. But like, for some reason, my brain wants to know like exactly like. Because you need resolution, right? Yeah. Like this, it does, it's just know. sort of like this. You know, it keeps, <laughs> keeps circling and right. circling, you know, like I'll always want to know like, uh, oh, there's, I know what, there's this one thought, there's this one thing that happened in my, no, it didn't happen, it was like a movie, like a, I, we used to go see movies and there was always like a double feature. Right. And the movie was Vanishing Point, uh-huh. which was like, this basically, it was, a, it, was it was a rated PG-13, GP-13 back then, but like, or GP, no, it wasn't even a 13. General Public. General, general, general public, public or whatever, but it was basically like an R-rated movie. Right. Like, and it showed yeah. like, you know breasts and you know yeah, it's yeah. just like so it's a big race you know it's this guy's on speed and he's racing to cry it's you know it, it's a cool movie but it's i i was trying to figure out like what movie was playing with it uh-huh. you know and i and asked i would ask my brother i'm like remember when we saw vanishing point yeah. what was the movie he was like oh yeah it was conquest of the planet of the apes really and i'm like no it was not we saw that with uh, the Lost Continent at that other theater. Because you actually and, remember the... Yeah, the, and so it started, like, not driving me crazy, but I just, I'm like, and I started, like, going online and look, look trying to look at, like, old theater. newspapers from Fremont to, like, you know, archive, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, did I find it? Is that it? No, I'm like, no, did, why, how come that movie's not the way? And I'm like, you know, like, yeah. trying to figure this out, like, because I want to know, it will like... make you insane if you... Yeah, it's like, I remember it. all these movies, like, the, the, I remember that, we saw that, that was playing with, you know, it was like, Westworld was playing with uh, uh, Soylent Green, or, you know, like, wow. these these yeah, things. I mean, so, that's... I, so I have these memories paired up, and, like, but, and I asked two different people, and, like, and my other friend said it was another movie, and I'm like bullshit it wasn't that it either. wasn't but it's so like why am i trying to figure this out so i could just satisfy some weird little like notch in my head yeah. like okay so that's placed there and yeah. now i can move on from it you know? i think that it's is like, how we do it i think that or at least some that is how some people's brains work like they can't i mean that might be what drives people crazy you know it might be something it's probably the most mundane minuscule detail yeah that somebody's chasing through the maze of their brain and they eventually get crazy and get lost in the <laughs> like you want to like categories all these things like that is the map this this goes in like you know subheading a and like yeah. this memory file right here so that's good right but like sometimes some things like pop out and you're like wait a minute that didn't happen that way like when i was um i had to go th- you know I, I when i was uh i was trying to write a novel about my sort of child you know child yeah. not all childhood experience but from middle school on you know this mm-hmm. is really like this middle school stoner adventure thing and uh i was going back through these like memories and so i was like writing this i was embellishing things because it was sort of a um a uh not what's it called uh oh my god um 
nonfiction, uh, creative nonfiction, right. I guess is what it's called. Right. So I'm sort of based in reality. And, but yeah, I'm, little... I've changed names and stuff, but I'm embellishing things and right. sort of like putting other events together to make the story work. And I'm going back through like all these like memories and stuff. So after I like write, I wrote a couple, you know, like four or five chapters. Then I don't remember what the real memory was. Right. It's like there's this version of it, but there's also this other one now. So now I have this like, yeah. like I said, like before I was talking about before, like these two versions. Like you know, there's like they're the both one real. They're that's both... in my head, and then there's the one that I wrote out with like these other things that added to it. You yeah. know. And when I read it, I can kind of go like, oh, actually, that didn't happen then. That was like a, right. you know, I didn't crash a car until like, like freshman, you know, right. and then like, you know, so like, but I just sort of sandwiched that but, in there. But it's really interesting how common that is that our, you know, our memories are, are pretty fluid and we, we tend to overwrite them with things the way we wanted them to happen or the way we, you know, maybe it makes like, it embellishes, it makes the story better. You tell it this way and it sounds a little better or you get a, you're telling it the way it happened and somebody reacts to something and you're like, Ooh, if I, next time I tell it, I'll make sure to emphasize that thing right. because that's what people, so th I oh, think and you know, people like that, that will just, you know, that's people that like to tell stories and every time they tell the story, it, it grows like, a little bit. Wait a minute. Yeah. When did that part or happen? People, you know, or like, you know, but it, I mean, it's just fun to like, cause I've probably done it too. Where it's well, just I like, think it's a even lot more fabulous each time you like tell it. And now that it becomes like a legend. What it's about, like, what about when somebody all you did else was get a drink of water? It wasn't right. that wasn't interesting. That big deal, man. And the glass broke. Right. You weren't the hero of that story. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about people who tell somebody else's story as if it was their own? You know, they, they tell, cause I had this friend, oh, once, yeah, 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 like yeah. I walked up on, into a conversation that was already happening. It was my friend and somebody else that I didn't know. And he's telling this story firsthand. And then I did this and then we went to this. And I walked in and I'm listening. I'm like, that's me. He's talking about me. That was my story oh, wow. that I told him. And he's passing it off as his own to this person because oh, wow. it was like a good adventure. It was like a happening story. And I was like, you motherfucker, what are you doing? You know? Wow. And then, and I, that used to happen with me all the time with jokes. Like I would tell a joke to my friend, I'd like whisper it and he would crack up and then he would turn and say it out loud. And then the whole class would crack up and he's the, you know, he takes credit. And that, that's where all of my like insecurity about that shit came from. I remember when like, I, give me fucking credit for what I did, you know? <laughs> yeah. I would, I remember when I worked at, uh, worked at Wild Brain and like we were making, you know, the animated cartoons for the internet and all that stuff. And like two of my friends who worked there, like, we're arguing about this idea, like, dude, I fucking came up with that. Yeah. And we're going back and forth. It was about like, it was about like birds in jail or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? I fucking thought I of that. I yeah. I fucking it's thought of that, man. Yeah. And they're like, oh. And then like, you know, my one friend is kind of like, oh, did you? What? Yeah. Well, maybe you did. But isn't that amazing? Like, but then I actually... think back, I'm like, did I? Maybe, maybe I didn't. <laughs> so, all right. So that brings up a good point because I mean, so first of all, we can, we can kind of assume that that's going on all the time, right? Like everybody is talking and telling their version of what happened and it's subjective. Like every single time it's somewhat subjective. Yeah. Even if you're just recounting the facts, you're doing it through, there's a tone, there's a, like an inflection, there's a, every past experience you've ever had that leads right. you to feel a certain way about it. And so when you tell the story, it's got flavor. It's got a certain, you know, there's, there's, it's imbued with emotional content already, right? Imbibed with spices. That's right. It's, all, it's like chock full of nutty goodness. Deliciousness. And, uh, but that's what people do. I mean, that's kind of become our natural 
mode, right? Like you don't just say like, I went to the store, I bought a book, I went home. I, you know, you yeah. know, like, oh man, I was at the, I went to the thing and you wouldn't believe what, there's always something. There's always like a little added additive, you know, but so if everybody's doing that all the time or, or some of the time, or if some people are doing it some of the time, it makes sense that we're going to come with, come up with a whole bunch of different stories about what reality is. Yeah. You know? Well, that's like, like the, isn't it, that's like the, the Rashomon movie, right? You know, like all these, all the different perspectives. Of, yeah. The same thing happened one time. Yeah. It, this event happened one time, but every single person involved had a different experience. And so to me, if we can think about that, it goes back to the empathy thing. You know, if you can think about that in any given moment, you look around and say like, well, I'm, this is how this feels for me, but I wonder what she thinks, or I wonder what that person's, you know, it's going to start to change the way you interact. Yeah. You, you know, will people will be more considerate. And, um, but, but also I think that, um, what was I going to say? There's a big, there's a big point in there. Um, on like on more of a mass scale, mm -hmm. I think that because, we're, we're like if we can all admit that the way our memories are a little bit you know shoddy and our our telling of our own personal story even has some right. has variability depending on when you tell it or who you're telling or you know what has passed since um so if we can start to think of that as like basically it's all it's all fantasy it's all a dream you know like every, even the things even the facts even the reality that we're no, it is, so right i mean it... i think so i think it is but i think the more we can sort of allow it to be that instead yeah. of like having these hard fast rules that everyone must abide to right which abide by which clearly doesn't work you know it's at least for somebody it's not working you know right the people maybe make, writing the rules don't mind so much but the people being impacted by them, you know. So if we could allow for all of it, even the most insane human behavior, which there's plenty of to look at, just say like, this is just a dream. We're in a dream, you know. But if that is the case, wouldn't wouldn't we like it to be a good dream? Like, wouldn't we rather have a you know nice dream than a nightmare? I would like it to be a good dream. Yeah. So and aren't we all in it together? So let's start making it a good dream, you know. Let's all start doing the things that make us feel good and make other people feel good. And then suddenly we're looking at a different reality. Yeah. And maybe it's still a dream and still fantasy, but we're, I mean, it's as real as a dream because we feel it. And when you're in a dream, it feels as real as reality. You know? Well, yeah, so, that, that's, I mean, that's an interesting, that's an interesting uh, point because when you're in, when you are in like, well, I'm, when I'm in certain dreams, uh, yeah, or anybody could say this too. Like you know, you're, it's as real as even realer, like yeah. even realer than when you wake up. Right. Like, and I'm like, it's more lucid, more vivid. You know, and there's places that only exist in my dreams. Like I go back to these places. Right. Like I'm like, oh, it's this. Oh, it's the beach house. It's yep. my. Oh, it's the beach house in my dream. Right. Like, and I'm like, oh, too. location. Like, and I've talked. You to, invented I've, it. I've yeah. talked to other people, and uh, rarely does somebody say like, I've. Oh, that's happened to me too. Like I've, not, I've never gone back to the same place oh, in my really? dream. I do know? that. I do that for sure. I have these dreams where, I, like, there's this one building that I've wound up in 
for years. Oh, that's weird. Mine's a building too. There's like this weird building. We'll go ahead. Mine is like a, well, and of course it changes too. It like, it can shift on the fly. So it's not always exactly the same, but the essence of it is, is clearly there. Like I already, I know where I am when I'm in there, you know, like this is the, pl- right. I've been here before. And, um, and it's, it's always this sort of like hall of chambers type thing where I'm like always finding another new door. Another... I think I saw you in my building. Wait <laughs> we, a minute. The There's place. that watchman at the front desk. That's right, that's right. Yeah? No. no, I'm kidding. Well, maybe it's like Dreamscape. You remember that movie? Oh, yeah. I actually love where that movie. Where you could like go into other people's dreams. Yeah. I love I like that, that movie. Yeah. I love that. I always forget his name. The actor's name. He was also in uh, 48 Hours. Dennis and, Quaid. And Warriors. No, the dude who goes, Warriors. Clink, clink, clink. Come out to play. Was he the bad guy in yeah, Dreamscape? Yeah, he was oh, the villain. I don't remember his name. Love that dude. He was Luther in 48 Hours. I think I was just talking about oh, him. Oh, yeah. He guy. was in 48 Yeah. Yeah. I love that guy. I love his face. Yeah, the bad guy in 48 Hours. Uh, oh, God. What the hell is that guy's name? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't um, matter. I thought maybe, if anybody knew it. Well, you said be... earlier, you're like, you really good remember names. And every time like when somebody, somebody says that, and then like, I have to, and then I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. On the spot. No. Nope. Sorry. Can't do it. Yeah. Thought I was like the Rain Man. Nope. Nope. 82, 82, 82. <laughs> 246 total. Um, but yeah, for, but uh, uh, going to like those same places, like um, like a year, like this European location I keep would keep going back to. And I'm like, oh, this is like, because I've, I've been to Paris, but there's, there's also these other versions of Paris, like in, I've, I have dreams about that are right. like, you know, and even before I, even before I went there, this was like years ago, but like when I was you there, dreams about well, it when I was there, you... I'm like, oh, I've lived, I've either dreamt about this or I've lived here before. Wow. Like I have like, it felt like this other home. In the past home. Life. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like super, like I, when I was in Paris, I was like, my God, it was like my second home. You know, that's no, not no. what I'm like trying to no, I know say, but saying. like, I definitely felt like you I've know, I mean, before. because I have French heritage, you know, I don't know, maybe it's, but I don't know what it was, but there was something about it. I'm like, this is so familiar. It's kind of freaking me out. Yeah. Like, I didn't really understand, like, why I was having that feeling, but it was a good feeling. Yeah. I'm like, I like this place. That's cool. I like the, you know, what the about, cheeses and everything. Right. <laughs> Speaking of French and weird uh, metaphysical experiences, what do you think about deja vu? Yeah, I used to experience that a lot. Um, I haven't had that happen in a long time, but I used, as a kid, I'd just be like, yeah. it was kind of intense. You it used know? to be constant for me when I was younger, and it's I still have them, and they're sometimes so crazy. Sometimes it's happening, and I know it's beginning to happen, Yeah, and then I feel like I have a choice about whether I want to continue on the deja vu path, the sentence that I know I'm supposed to speak, right. or, or a new one. And sometimes I'll just do it, like I'll just have an experiment and see... If I follow the deja vu, where does it, how far does it go? How much of this experience, but, but, you know. Well, how have they explained it? Like, what is it actually like your brain seeing something like before it actually happens or something? Or like, is it like, uh, That's the you, thing. is well, it, is it like we're sort of like that matrix thing where kind of like we're living all these sort of separate lives and like one of, one of them kind of like slips into like the other one and it's like, oh yeah, of course that happened because that happened in life, like nine over right. here. <laughs> I know? think both of those theories exist out there. And then I think also the, like the scientific theory is that it's just like a sort of a synapse misfiring and it sort of makes you think you've right. seen it before. But I refute that out of hand because I've had experiences in places where I know I've never been, you know, like it's my first time there and I'm having a deja vu. Yeah. How's that possible? 
I know I've never been here. Well, that was I like the that was like in France yeah. was like the, that was like a um, sort of like a massive deja vu, I guess. Right? Yeah. It was like because I'm like, well, there's a I mean, past life. I, a lot of people don't they think it's horseshit, but past life, you know, people who believe in that and have oh like, yeah, I definitely, and stuff, I, I definitely believe in that. I do too, and I think that or on some level, I don't even really know what it is, but it might just be like a a, a recycling of. I believe that it's true, and there's no argument. How about that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I believe that there's it's no true. disputing it. Therefore, I love what people are, you it's know what? True. And there's no disputing it. Right. It's irrefutable. The argument's over. Right. No, the argument is over. You it know what people say? They're like, what? Like, yeah. what, 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 you got to decide that? Yeah. Wait, you I can, had some more shit to say. Yeah. You can stop <laughs> arguing if you want. I'm going to, I'm going to continue. Argument over. school like I couldn't uh, I didn't do well in school oh, I, right. I couldn't right. I couldn't um, I couldn't like retain the information that I was being given mm -hmm. you know like verbally or whatever even when I would study for tests I was ter like I was I'm terrible at like word problems yeah like I and I even like super simple things like somebody's like I just gave you a 10 you need to be back two fives and five ones and like I, I yeah. short circuit I can't like my brain can't do it and so going through school I felt like I was stupid because right. I was, uh, I, You're I different from, I didn't, I, 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 I couldn't do it. I right. couldn't like keep up with it and I couldn't, um, absorb it. And I, uh, I would, you know, I would study for tests and it didn't matter. I'm like, but yeah. I studied for that. Like, I don't understand like what happened. And I didn't figure it out until I got into, like I was going to junior college and I, um, I think it was even like my mom like suggested something about like she said something about well you remember you remember movies like you remember the actors and all these things like how come you can't apply that to school yeah and I was like oh I don't know yeah you know but then I started thinking I'm like well what if I like maybe because there's visuals involved in that or something like that or maybe so, because so, you don't give a shit about school because what uh, what they're talking about is school well is that so was one thing too i said well yeah i was kind of like well i because i love movies and right. i hate school yeah you know but pretty obvious. but there was also i think uh part of it was a uh that there was a uh, visualization thing right. so i was you know i i started to when I would study for like a history test or whatever, I would make little like cartoon characters, like nice. for all the characters in I history, same, like, yeah. you know, so-and-so this and any, and then they'd be this. And There's all George of a sudden, Washington like, it was like night and day. It yep. was like, I got, I'm like, I just got an A on this test. Yeah. And I was like, so happy because I was like, I figured it out. Like, right. I, I just have to draw pictures. Isn't and that then amazing? I could, but there was no, I don't remember there was any like term for it. Maybe there was, I didn't like... I didn't have the internet. That was, no, <laughs> no, but right. I'm just saying like, you know, there was, uh, there, it was just kind of like something I figured out, but now there's, you know, there's like, well, this is the, you're like, I can't remember what it's called. Like there's a Q, Q starts with a K, like this type type of learning. There's this type of learning. Oh, and if you don't, yeah. So yeah. if you don't fall, if you, you're being, everyone's taught this one way, of course, right. like the, the kids that are just like, and I see it in like, like the school, I'm just like, oh my God, like this, he, 
you, he's having trouble because yeah. like he's that kind of learner, right? You know, and it's heartbreaking to see that because like you know, like you know that like you know that 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 they're just absorbing information in a different yep. way, and it yeah, sort there are several different out. styles of learning, and somehow that hasn't <laughs> that that it, that truth has not made it to the to the public school format or any other really. Um, I mean, there's, I, I studied child development way back when like right. I was interested in how kids learn. And I studied a lot. I, and, um, one of the, one of the behavioral, uh, theorists was this guy, Howard Gardner, who talked about, I think he had eight different distinct styles of learning that he had established. There's like musical and mathematical, which are related. And, and right. there's like some other, you know, there's spatial stuff and there's, he had it divided into these, these categories, which probably didn't cover everybody, but it covered a hell of a lot more than the singular category of like, Hey, go to the factory and churn out, you know, right. Your product and then go home at the end of the day, exhausted and bored, you know, I mean, because schools were, were designed specifically on purpose, at least in the United States to mimic the factory workday. And, and this stuff is written about. It's out there. Oh, this yeah, that's, yeah. It was that's, designed specifically to get children used to being bored and doing repetitive tasks so that they would all be ready for the workforce when they graduated Those from school. bastards. They could go straight into the factory jobs. <laughs> oh, my God. It was on purpose. They're trying to make... And, and that kind of shit's been going on the whole time. The education system, it's really only the teachers who are like fighting to... And parents and people who give a shit who are fighting to actually educate kids everybody else is designing a way to keep kids either uneducated or educated in such a specific way that they right. can only do these certain things. Like I just learned that, and you know, I don't always, I don't always fact check. So pardon me if I'm mistaken and you know, on anything, but I, I recently, someone told me that, um, when what's his face, uh, Microsoft, uh, Bill Gates, you know, he's got this uh, institute, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, whatever, and they pour tons and tons of money into education, quote unquote. But um, <clears throat> what it really is, I think they're a big part of this whole common core thing that's been going on where they're mm. like basically rewriting all of the rules about how you do math and how you do it's like all this shit. And all the focus is on math and science and they're right. stripping away the arts and the create anything creative. Um, so what my friend was saying is like, that's a, that's a very intentional move. Bill Gates wants tech workers. He wants software. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, he wants employees. He wants to have hundreds of thousands of employees ready and right. trained by the time they're of age. So that's what school is now here. Math, science, math, science, engineering, programming, that's it. And then, Oh, you like art or music or dance or whatever. Sorry. We have, you know, we have one beginner's class, but that's it, you know? Yeah. And it's full. So, it's, you know, yeah, if, the, if there are all these different styles of learning, uh-oh, this weed blower might be the, or the next bane of our existence. Great. We got, <laughs> we got past the chainsaws Great. and the wood chipper. Great. Somebody's working. Yeah. Somebody's Damn. making money, ruining our lives. I know. Don't they know? Don't they know that we're up here? You would, you would think. You'd think. You, you know what? You would think. You'd think they would have checked in with us I first. mean, honestly. Honestly. Didn't you check the, the roster? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unfathomable. The nerve. Unfathomable. Unfathomable.
for listening, everybody. Those are my friends, Charlie and Dave. And you can hear me talking to my other friends in other episodes. Um, you can visit me on Instagram at outspoken underscore podcast. And what else can you do? Uh, you can tune in next week. I'll have a new guest. I wonder who it will be. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.